Hi, this is Melissa Wood Tepperberg, and this is the Move with Heart podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> Just breathe it all in. I want to talk. I can't lie. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be short, sweet, and very spicy. And we're going to get right into it because apparently some of you think I talk too much. <laughs> I mean, that's why you're here, Jesse. Because <laughs> for the vibes, because of the vibes. I mean, literally, the second I met this woman, stop. No, I. <laughs> everyone needs to hear it. I was like, first of all, it was so interesting, right? We met through Kim. Yeah. And you, were you guys? You guys weren't together that day. It just no. It just that happened. Super we were random. All in Ibiza, at the same place, at the same pool. And we had this like unexpected little girls uh-huh. day with a group of like new girlfriends yes. for me, Kim. Tracy. Tracy, yeah. love, uh-huh. love. And I vividly remember meeting you because I was like, who is this girl? Like The <laughs> vibes were just so, you're just so comfortable in Thank your you. own skin. It's a lot of fucking work to get there, though. Oh, you know? isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate that because I think it's such a such an important place to be. And it's cool that people feel it. People often tell me, like, oh, just you do all these things, but you're so calm. I'm like, yeah, because I fucking work on it. So I'm going to stop swearing so much. No, now. it's okay. You can swear. <laughs> um, you work on it and you can tell you're just doing things in your life that you're meant to be doing. Yes. That I agree. You're very perceptive. Mm-hmm. Very, very witchy over here. <laughs> but Kim was like, you have to meet Jessie. She has this account, Glucose Goddess. And I'll never forget this because I feel like people, it's very rare when someone doesn't want an opportunity to talk about themselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually don't really like talking about myself. Well, that's what I took yeah. away because Kim was like, she has this account. And you were like, listen, thank you, Kim. <laughs> It's Saturday. Yeah, we're yeah. at a pool. No, I don't. she was like, <laughs> let's really have fun yeah. and let's be together. Mm-hmm. And you were like, let's just be here and like, we'll talk another time. Yeah. And I was like, this girl <laughs> is the type of person I want to be around. Thank you, Miss. And then we no, took I a, mean I mean, then we took a video around the the bar, and I turned it into the order in which you should eat your foods. And I think you're like veggies. You're like <laughs> veggies first, Melissa first. <laughs> <laughs> it landed perfectly. Yeah. That The way you edited cute. that, by the way, yeah. was the most amazing edit I think I've ever seen. <laughs> but listen, thank you so much for your kind words. And I feel the same about you. Like, you're just fucking goddess. So um, it's a joy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you yeah. for so many things because I feel like I learned so much about you that day. But I'm like... I'm really just, you are, I'm so curious about you. (laughs) Ask me anything. (laughs) I want to know all of the things. So you started Glucose Goddess, but I think to take it a step back, because I always find the most interesting thing to know a little bit about you, like where you grew up and what really inspired you and led you to creating such a magnificent thing you know like a lot of pain actually the now you see the the other side of it and how I crystallized all that personal journey into something cool that helps other people but I just suffered a lot so I grew up in Paris I'm French 
Went to school in London for mathematics because I didn't know what to study. So my stepdad told me, if you don't know what to do, do the hardest thing you can. Oh, <laughs> good advice, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm studying math. And really, I had no passions. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I was just like good in school, you know, but no, nothing was pulling me. And then when I was 19, I had an accident. I broke my back jumping off a waterfall. Yeah. And that's when things really changed for me. So I went from a state of being careless, feeling invincible. You know, I was 19. Like, I just felt really, like, on top of the world to being in a hospital bed with metal in my spine and the most physical pain I had ever been in my whole life. And then even though I healed physically quite quickly, my mental health just started going really, really dark. So I started getting this weird feeling of being outside of my body. I was looking at my hands. I was like, oh, these are not my hands. I would look in the mirror and have a panic attack because I was like, who's that person? Like my brain was broken. I was so scared of being alive. The fact that I existed gave me so much anxiety. Like some people are scared of death. I was just like, oh my God, I'm alive. I'm in a body. Like my brain was just really not okay. So it was super dark, really, really dark. And I felt very alone in this journey. I started having panic attacks all the time. Like I could never be in a room by myself alone. I could never sleep in a house alone. Like I was really broken. And so at that moment, I just realized, okay, if I don't have my health, I don't have anything. So it became my number one priority. You know, I went from wanting to go out and party with my friends to like trying to understand how the heck my body and my brain worked because otherwise I just didn't want to live. It was too painful for me. So started a sort of eight year journey for me of trying to understand my body and trying to heal it. So I moved to DC and I went to grad school to study biochemistry to kind of get a sense of like the, the inner workings of this machine, yeah. which was fascinating by the way. Uh, and then I went to Silicon Valley to work in genetics because I thought at that, at that point in time, people were like, okay, your DNA is going to be the answer to everything. If you understand your DNA, you're going to be able to know what to do to feel good. I was very disappointed because actually your DNA is not that helpful. It doesn't tell you what to do. It tells you, yeah, you, this is your ancestry composition and this is maybe a disease you might get, but like, it's actually not that helpful on a daily basis. But throughout this journey, and I was kind of like a high functioning, you know, but with a lot of mental health issues, but I was, I was functioning. I can relate. Yeah. So, you know, I had a lot of band-aids, but also I just didn't have the tools to heal yet. I just felt like I just needed to cope, you know? Of course. But while I was in Silicon Valley, that's where I discovered glucose really randomly. And I feel like the universe like wanted me to talk about this. You know, there, it felt very, there was a connection. There was something going on. It didn't feel like random. It felt like there was a reason I discovered this particular topic. And so I got super intrigued because I found that the days where my glucose levels were irregular, my mental health was worse. And so I started getting some clues about what I could do to just start feeling better. And that started my healing. It took me like, you know, two more years to add like therapy, emotional processing, just a lot of stuff. And I started feeling really, really good. And then I wanted to share what I had learned. So now when you see, you know, the glucose goddess and the followers and the books, et cetera, like, yes, it's amazing. And I'm really happy, but it came from uh, darkness, a lot of pain. And it's really cool to have been able to transmute it, you know? And I think that's why I love it so much. And it feels so good is because it really came from just my own personal growth. You can feel it. 
And yeah. I, I mean, I relate mm-hmm. to everything you're saying. It's exactly what has yeah. me here yeah. is through the pain mm-hmm. and feeling the pain for the first time and no longer running from it yeah. or trying to hide or put band-aids over it. But it's so tough because I don't know if it was the case for you, but when I was in that state of pain, I thought this is going to be my life forever. Me and too. it takes so much strength to be like, no, it's going to get better. I know. You have to tell yourself that every single day. I still do. Yeah. Even though I feel like I am on the other side, I still have things that come up. Yeah, of course. It's where not, it I'm will like, never leave you. I don't know it's if always, it will. I think it's always going to be in us, but it just shows up, you know, way less than it used to. But there's always these little things. It does. Up. And that's why I am so passionate mm-hmm. about this work. And mm-hmm. you even asked me before we started, like, why did you start yeah, a podcast? Why did you start a podcast? I Melissa? love that question because I I feel on social media, it's so surfaced and there's really only only so much that you can share. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I've always felt like I want to go deeper. I want to dive deeper. And that's how I am with everything, with like doing the work, with getting to the bottom of things. Mm-hmm. And I also love to listen to podcasts. I love to listen to people who inspire me and motivate me. It does something to me. It literally moves me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, it's interesting because Dylan, who you met before we started, who's obsessed with you, um, was really encouraging me to do this for a long time. Really? Yes. For much longer than I was ready. Mm. I know everyone says like, do things before you're ready. Do things before you're ready. Well. But I, I disagree. <laughs> I think there has to be an alignment and something that pulls you. And it has to feel like a stretch, but not like a panic. Thank you. That's perfectly said. Yeah. Because I was still, I was afraid of it, but it wasn't even fear. It was like, it was panic. It made me, I, I, I don't know. It didn't feel good. And then it just shifted really like out of nowhere where I was, I was like so ready to open up and to open myself up, but to also sit with people who I'm inspired by Mm. and hear their stories. And where I'm getting to with this whole story is that like hearing that you went through that is why I I do this because I want to give hope to anyone out there who feels this way and is like, that's me. Like, I'm in the dark place. Well, if you are in the dark and you're listening to this, my biggest piece of advice is even though your brain is telling you that you're going to feel like this forever, just trust me, you won't. Like, a day will come where you will feel better, and that's just your brain tricking you. I know how that feels. And when Mm -hmm. I have bad days where I feel like my mental health goes back to that place, immediately my brain switches back to like, Jesse, you felt like this forever. You're going to feel like this forever. It's like a a chemical thing in the brain. No, it is. Um, But it just know that it's not going to be like this forever. It's so hard to believe, but you have to believe it. You have to. You have to. And I promise it's not forever. It's not. Doc Amen, who I had on, who I love, he he says, don't believe every stupid thing you think. Yes. And I'm like, that is so good. Like I had something this week where I was like, I could feel the spiral Mm -hmm. starting to form. And I was like, no, Mm -hmm. because that's the story I'm leaning into. But I'm going to recognize it. And I've been like working with my cognitive behavioral therapist and like writing it down now where I'm like, this is the emotion. Mm -hmm. This is the thought. 
what if I shift the perspective? And I'm going to say something. I've never shared this before, but in some of the darkest moments, I had this weird coping mechanism where my brain was telling me that the pain was like good. It was telling me like the reason you're feeling all this pain is because you're meant to like, you know, spiritually grow and like the reason, you know, just sort of idealizing the pain in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think it was definitely a coping mechanism, but I sometimes got stuck in that. And so when I would feel the spiral come on, instead of being like, nope, I'm going to change, I was like, oh, here we go. It is my duty to feel this and understand the meaning of life and of the world because the pain, blah, 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 blah. And actually, you don't need to feel the pain. Like, there's nothing inherently, like, majestic or you don't have to be a martyr to that pain. You can actually decide to say no. At least for me, that was a big realization. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was That's like, powerful. Oh, if I feel like shit and I can feel myself going back into that dissociative place, I can be like, no, there's nothing good there. It's not like I'm meant to feel it or the world wants me to feel it or there's something on the other side of it. It's like, no, 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 no. Just choose to not go there. The way you just describe that mm. I'm I I literally literally could see myself in a room where I felt that exact way mm. and even today I think it is so important right because you know I think of people who look at us and feel like oh, they're you know to feel that way to be that way and I'm like no <laughs> there is so much beneath the surface mm. which is why i love this yeah. and why i love being here and why this fuels me to open mm-hmm. up these conversations and to share the real shit yeah. beneath what you see so aesthetically pleasing and beautiful mm-hmm. in other places these are the conversations that i want to have you had, that i wish i had mm-hmm. too in those in those places because yeah. I was ashamed of Mm. feeling that way. Mm. And I would love to hear. So when you are in that, or or even let's take it back when you were there and you're like, no, I'm going to choose differently. Can you just lean in a little to Mm -hmm. like what the different choice was? It was like, instead of when I started feeling my mental health go go badly, instead of sort of leaning into the pain, shutting myself off from the world and being like, okay, I have to like, I almost felt, and this is going to sound totally crazy, but I had the thought at some point, which is like, okay, I'm like a, I'm like a, you know, a messiah or like I have a, I have a spiritual like mission here. You know, I'm, I'm a prophet or something. And the reason I'm feeling this pain is because it has to teach me things. And out of this pain, I have to discover, you know, the meaning of life and why we exist. And mm-hmm. I just got into my head about this whole thing. And so I made it into this, experience almost like oh this is like a this is like a gift you know like a anyway it just went really deep and it was just a way to cope but so what I would do now is if I feel my mental health going badly I would distract myself instead of being like okay everybody I have to go like be with the pain and journal I'd be like you know what I'm gonna go get ice cream and go to the cinema and I'm gonna like get a massage and I'm gonna go for a run and I'm not gonna feel guilty because I felt guilty for not being in the pain. I was like, I shall not distract myself. It is my mm-hmm. duty as you know, a superior being. I had all this shit in my head. It is my duty to go through the pain and come out the other side with these insights, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, that's actual bullshit. That's just my brain doing crazy stuff to help me cope. And now I know you don't have to go through the pain. There's nothing on the other end of it. If you do your work, okay? We're not 
talking about like completely spiritually bypassing any negative emotion. Okay, I was going to say that. Yeah, so, yeah, good. sorry. That's, I mean, I have to be very clear. Like I was also working with a therapist, doing EMDR. Like I was trying to understand, move the stress to my body, et cetera. But at some point I was like, I've done the work. I figured some shit out. I don't need to keep going. Mm -hmm. into the darkness like mm -hmm. i also need to know when to choose that it's safe to go into it process it and also when it's better to just not give it all the space not let it win every single time right that's the mm -hmm. word not let it like suck you in yeah where you can I, i mean for me i i you know i'm thinking about like something this week where i was like oh i feel it it's coming and i'm like you know what? I'm going to put on one of my favorite songs mm -hmm. that I just, I cannot help but move my body, yeah. dance around the apartment, rolled out my mat and yeah. did like something to choose yes. differently. And often I also found that the days when I felt the worst, actually that feeling in my, my brain and the difficult mental health was just a symptom of like my body needing to move some stress. So instead of going into the psychic hole, I would be like, okay, let me stretch. Let me get the knots out of my back. Let me go ground. And that would actually fix it. So instead Instead of feeling like, oh, that darkness is something I have to go into, I would almost take it as like, the darkness is just a signal that my body's out of balance. Let me go fix that. Oh, that's great. You see? Oh, I so do. So shifting the perspective on it. It's you know? all about shifting, shifting the perspective. Yes. As cliche as it yeah. sounds, it really is. My diehard love for this product is so real. You guys have heard me rave about Array bloat supplement for a really long time and nothing has changed because I'm just so obsessed with this product. And the reason is because it works. It is so clean. The ingredients are minimal. It literally consists of bromelain, ginger root, lemon balm, dandelion root, peppermint, slippery elm. And I will tell you that this little concoction is the formula to get things moving, if you know what I mean. The Array Bloat Supplement helps to optimize digestion, ease that uncomfortable bloated feeling, and it really just speeds up the breakdown of all the things that we're consuming. And I just have to say, it is also, it's vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, filler-free, nut-free, everything-free, you guys. And it works, like really, really works. I take anywhere from two to three whenever I'm feeling uncomfortable in the evening after a meal. I have it with a little bit of tea before bed and it works like magic. You wake up in the morning and you feel like a different person. The code for a discount is Move With Heart. That's no spaces. And this can be used on array.com. That's A R R A E.com at the checkout for 15% off or for 25% off the first month of subscription. I can't say it enough. I know I've said it a lot, but I'm absolutely in love with this product. And the truth is, it's because it's effective and it works wonders. Don't trust me. Definitely try it on for yourself and experience some real movement, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, I love this. So you mentioned something that when your mental health mm -hmm. was bad and you adjusted like 
your glucose mm-hmm. or like the order in which you were eating yeah. food leads me into how this all came to be. Mm-hmm. Like take me from the fact that you're a biochemist, mm-hmm. which is hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just sexy. Yeah. Sorry. To really creating this methodology and this mm-hmm. approach that has transformed so many people's yeah. lives. So the first thing that happened is that while I was in Silicon Valley, I had the opportunity to try this device, a continuous glucose monitor, which yes. is usually for people with diabetes. And so I tested it for a few weeks, and that's where I started seeing, oh, the more spikes I have, the worse I feel. And that got me really interested in the topic. And so I, you know, I read all the studies I could find on the topic. I had like, I had actually, uh, funny, but I think universe again, I had broken my ankle just at that same moment. So I was sitting on my couch for a month. I couldn't go anywhere. It was almost like the universe was giving me this space to just explore this topic. So I was on my couch on my computer, a thousand tabs open on my computer, my cat between my legs and just like searching (laughs) glucose. Like, what is this about? Like, what's going on? And I discovered all this amazing stuff, Melissa. I discovered that I wasn't alone in the sense that we used to think that glucose only mattered if you had diabetes, right? It was like- true. Glucose, diabetes, boom. And I found this recent science showing us that every single person, even if you don't have diabetes, can still be experiencing these roller coasters. And depending on who you are, your body, your medical history, that can lead to so many different things, you know, from worsening mental health to cravings to chronic fatigue to infertility to bad skin, menopause symptoms. I mean, like the list goes on and on and on. And then long-term diabetes, of course. And so I was like, wow, why is nobody talking about this? Why like what the what the heck? <laughs> and second, it became clear to me that because I wanted to fix my mental health and my body, I needed to keep my glucose level steady. But, and this is a very important point, I still wanted to eat everything I loved. I wanted to eat the pasta and the chocolate cake. You mean your friend. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to like cut out carbs because you couldn't keep your glucose level steady if you just cut out all carbs, but that's not something I wanted to do. There was no, non-negotiable. I was not going to go on a diet. I was not going to cut out, you know, baguettes. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, hey, what? It, I'm sure there's a way. I feel like there's something I can figure out that would allow me to still eat these things with less impact on my glucose levels. And again, through a lot of research into the scientific studies, that somehow, out of luck, were all quite recent. Again, I think my timing was really right. You know, I think, I don't know, I believe this is all happening for a reason. But I found all these recent studies that nobody had taken to the general public yet, like the food order thing, like the vinegar, like the clothes on carbs. And I was like, damn, there's all these amazing discoveries done by scientists across the world. What if I, first of all, use them on myself? which I did, and it helped so much. And then second, it was like, people need to know this. I just wanted to share it. And there was something came over me. You probably have felt this, just like that creative energy that starts building, and you're like, whoa, I'm just so excited about this. So that excitement carried me. And I started very simply like posting this information on Instagram, using my own glucose data from my monitor to like illustrate the studies. And I loved it. And that's what carried me. Also discipline. I was like, if I want to make this into something, I need to be really disciplined. As you know very well, you have to, you have to hustle and you have to put time and energy into it. And I listened to what people wanted. I, I read all the DMs. I read all the comments. People were asking me questions, were helping me like refine the content. We're doing all these things. And now like it's so cool. So four years later, 
I now like have made blood sugar and the science of blood sugar something that everybody relates to. Mm-hmm. Like that was not an obvious thing to do, you know? <laughs> I'm just so happy I did it <laughs> because it's, it's so powerful. And so these hacks, when you put them in place, they help you feel so much better physically, mentally. And for me, there are principles that everybody needs to know about. A bit like drink water, brush your teeth, eat your veggies first. That's the level at which I'm operating. And I want to work in public health. You know, I'm here to make sure kids are taught this in school. You know, I'm here to try to eradicate type 2 diabetes. Like that's really what I care the most about. And I want to get this information to people who can't afford to buy a book. You know, that's really what I'm into now. It's so interesting that we're having this conversation right now because I, you know, I've been in the wellness space for a really long Mm -hmm. time and I've always associated like insulin and glucose Mm -hmm. with type 1, type 2, diabetes, pre-diabetics, like always. Always. And I had an appointment with my doctor from Parsley Health this week and she was like, after looking at my blood... She was like, I, I'm really interested in just because, you know, I'm very open about like mental health yes. stuff and when I'm feeling low or, and she was like, I want you to wear a glucose monitor. Oh, wow. I know. And I was like, this is so interesting that- Are you going to do it? I'm going to. Yes, of course. And which really leads me to my next thing. And I think the beauty of this and having different people on and sharing different viewpoints and philosophies mm-hmm. and perspectives is, you know, I have been a food combiner yeah. for ever, ever, yeah, right? Where I, I mean, just to like give a little breakdown, it's all about like optimizing. It's all about digestion, optimizing digestion, eating things that digest quickly first. So like a green juice, a smoothie, fruit on an empty Are you stomach. like Ayurvedic style food combining? Uh, or is I, it your own sauce? It was a blend of like things that I've learned molded into my own sauce, which is kind of how I do everything in life. However, at this point, I've been saying it for a while. I'm like, I turned 40, something's different. Mm. The things that I've been doing, I've, I've really just, I mean, I've been in this strong experimental mode with just my diet and trying other things on. And, you know, I was plant-based for ever. And now I'm, I'm no longer, I've like lifted the label and I'm just like, let's see what is, what works, what keeps me balanced. And it was interesting too, because I love bananas and I love to eat bananas in the morning. Like I'd have like a coffee and a banana and I've been so locked in on getting even more clear with the Mm. things that spike those negative reactions with mental health and the things that keep me really stable and balanced. And I love coffee. Like, it's like the one thing I'm like, I don't drink alcohol. Your one joy. (laughs) Yes. And I still care for it. (laughs) I feel like I'm like breaking up with you. This week, I did not have I like wake up and like need coffee. I did not have a coffee once this morning, all week. I've had matcha because I'm just really listening to the things that I need. And I filmed yesterday and I was saying to my team, some of them are here right now. I was like, I've been doing this, you guys, for eight, what, eight years. I'm like, I had a matcha. I did. I had, I had some mango, but I had banana with sunflower butter. I filmed... I was on fire. Tom, was I on fire? On fire. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I was like, this was my 
formula. Yes. I want to tell you something about the bananas. Tell me about Can the bananas because I? I love bananas. Yes. I want to tell you something. Tell me. And this is going to, I hope, interest you. So a lot of people have this belief that the fruit that we find today in supermarkets is like natural. Okay. Turns out it's not. So hear me out. The bananas you find today when you go to the supermarket or Whole Foods or whatever, they're actually the result of like thousands of years of selective breeding to make them really big, oh, juicy, God. sweet. <laughs> you know how uh, humans bred like gray wolves into chihuahuas, basically, <laughs> yeah. for fun? Same thing happened with fruit and plants in general. So if you look up ancestral banana, you'll find they're this big, full of seeds, quite difficult to peel and to eat. Like the baby bananas. Yes, but even worse. Like the seeds are massive. It's super fibrous. Like that's actually how nature intended bananas to be. So just keep in mind that the bananas today, they are the result of that optimization to make it extra sweet. The thing is like whole fruit is always fine because it has fiber. But when you combine it to sunflower butter or any other nut butter or seed, you're adding Adding some protein and fat, which is super good to reduce the glucose spike of the fruit. So you're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> these are 10. all these are like new shifts Great. because I I will say like my digestion when I do combine the way that I combine is incredible. Mm. However, now I'm like, okay, I am so curious with making some tweaks. I'm I'm going to start wearing the glucose monitor and yeah. just like get curious about it. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about, I mean, this I believe is in your second book that you yes. have coming out. I feel like it will be like right around the time yeah, May this 2nd. is airing, which mm -hmm. is incredible. Thanks, Melissa. Congratulations. Thank That's it's, huge. It's gorgeous. It's, it's gorgeous. The glucose goddess method. It's like, it's hot. It, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and you break everything down there. But I feel like for people just yeah. who are new here and are like, wait, we give us a little bit more. Of course, of course, okay. of course. That's what I'm here for. Um, so what I did is I took all the science and I turned it into these principles, right? These like hacks that if you use them, you'll be able to reduce those glucose spikes. So if you have any symptoms, you know, from fatigue, cravings, skin issues, hormonal issues, like basically anything under the sun, if you feel that you could feel better than you currently do, this is probably going to help you. So I'll tell you like the four major ones that are super, super important. So the first one is breakfast. So the hack is to try to have a savory breakfast, which means a breakfast that's built around protein. Because if you don't have protein in the morning, and if you just have things that taste sweet, so if you just have like oats and honey, or like toast and jam, or like cereal and orange juice, that creates a big glucose spike in your body. And then it kicks off for the whole day this roller coaster. A lot of people find themselves to be like addicted to sugar. You might hear that, like, oh, I'm just addicted to sugar. That can actually just be the result of your breakfast causing this big, big spike. So what you do to counteract that and make sure you have really good energy, which sounds a little bit like what you're describing, like setting your day up well. I was on fire yes. yesterday. So add protein to your breakfast. So that sunflower seed butter, that's a really nice way to do that. But you can also just have like eggs, fish, meat, leftovers, protein powder in your smoothie, mm -hmm. you know, try to focus around protein, some healthy fat, some healthy fiber if you can. And I would say don't have anything sweet except whole fruit. 
So really try to cut out like the honeys and the maple syrups and the fruit juices and like the pastries, you know, the very sweet breakfast food, which actually is an invention. Like we used to eat normal food for breakfast. The fact that now for breakfast, most of us have dessert. Mm. That's an invention of the 20th century. Like It's not (laughs) natural or not something we've used to do culturally. So that's the first one to look at. And I, and in the book, there's lots of recipes. So I hope you find a few that you find you feel inspired by. Oh, I can't wait to see them. Second hack, second week for the new book is vinegar. So vinegar is very cool. Love yes, vinegar. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> so one tablespoon of vinegar before a meal in like a big glass of water like this. Apple cider vinegar. It can be any, any. type of vinegar. Okay. Yeah, which is really cool. And uh, that reduces the glucose spike of your meal by up to 30%. Are you guys all to everyone? <laughs> wait, I just looked. The entire team is literally glued on you. It's so cute. <laughs> and so the, when you do this, when you have this vinegar before your meal, you can still eat all the food you usually eat the rest of the meal, right? You okay. don't have to change the meal. Just by adding the vinegar, you reduce the impact on your glucose. Oh, I'm doing that. Yes. And it's because vinegar contains a molecule that's super cool called acetic acid. And acetic acid slows down digestion, which is actually good, slows down how quickly foods go, food goes from your stomach to your upper intestine. And acetic acid goes to your muscles and tells your muscles to soak up excess glucose when it arrives in your bloodstream. So in week two, we incorporate this hack. And you don't have to just do the uh, water vinegar thing. Like, I like it, but a lot of people are like, ugh, that tastes disgusting. So I have all these teas and mocktail ideas and dressings Ooh, and just gorgeous stuff. I love yes, that. Yes, love. yes, 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 yes. Uh, there's lots of spritzers that I feel like you would like, very fresh, you know, like love. tangy. Yeah. Another hack, which is very important, it's veggies first. So, and you were the veggie in that video. So, like, this is your <laughs> hack, Melissa. I'm gonna. I'm I gonna, am a veggie first yes, kind of girl. I'm gonna when I give you the book, which is almost done printing now. I'm gonna write like to Melissa, the veggies first icon. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you have your veggies first during a meal, what happens is that is that the fiber in the veggies goes to your upper intestine and kind of like deploys itself onto the walls of your intestinal wall. So when we talk about gut health and microbiome and all this stuff, that's a very, very beneficial thing to happen, to have that fiber create this protective mesh. And when you have that, then again, you don't have to change the rest of your meal. Just by adding the veggies first, you're protecting and sort of preparing your body for the rest of the meal. And as a result, you absorb fewer of the glucose molecules in the rest of the meal. So very powerful, especially if you're somebody who has cravings in the afternoon, you know, that one just will nip those right in the bud. So very, very cool. And you can do any type of veggies. They can be raw. They can be cooked. You can dress them, whatever. You can even dress them with vinegar Mm. and do both hacks in one. So those those are really the most powerful ones. And then I want to talk to you about number four, because this is, again, you're kind of already a glucose goddess. Like I just, you're already doing all these things. I mean, I feel like I'm fine-tuning some things, and all of this is just making so much sense. And so after one of your meals a day, in week four of my method, you need to move your muscles for 10 minutes. So do one of your videos. Yeah, within 90 minutes after the end of the meal, right? I mean, exercise anytime is amazing, as you know. It's really good for your body, for your brain. But if you want to have a particular impact on your glucose levels, doing it 
within 90 minutes after the end of a meal will be the most helpful because your muscles, they need glucose for energy. And so if you contract them, you know, one hour after eating, as the glucose from the meal is arriving into your bloodstream, your muscles will use that glucose for energy and it won't create such a big spike. See what I mean? It'll be mm-hmm. soaked up and burned and used for energy instead of hanging around and causing that spike, which can cause inflammation, aging, etc. So um, do you have 10-minute videos? Maybe you should make specific 10 minutes. There you go. No, I love this, there you though. Go. You, can, you can make me a playlist of like the 10-minute videos to do, you know, 90 minutes after a meal. No, we have to talk we have to because do that. Yeah. you know I'm all about yes. All of the things. So those are the biggest ones. And then I want to, I'll tell you the one about the banana and then sunflower seed butter. So I would call that putting clothing on your carbs. So when we eat carbs, which means starches like bread, pasta, rice, potatoes, or sugars, anything that tastes sweet, like a piece of fruit or dessert, those are carbs. And when we eat them alone, on their own, that's what I call eating them naked. So all the glucose molecules in them will arrive very quickly into your bloodstream because there's nothing slowing them down. They're just naked. You eat them naked. So the concept is you need to put clothing on those. And clothing <laughs> being <is> so cute. <laughs> clothing being protein, fat, or fiber. And so that sunflower seed butter, that's protein and fat. So you're putting clothing on that banana and reducing its spike. And you can do that with lots of different things like pasta, for example. If you're having pasta, put some spinach in there. Put some olive oil, some cherry tomatoes, I don't know, some tuna. If you're having a slice of chocolate cake, have it with a Greek yogurt. Again, adding that protein and fat. So anyway, I got lots of these tips, but these are the most powerful ones. Super easy. Don't ask you to change what you're eating just by adding them like little gentle giants into your life, you know? Yeah. Or having them in your back pocket. You can start really quickly feeling the effects of steadier blood sugar. And it's truly transformative. Like it's the it's the foundation of health. If you don't have that, it's gonna be really, really hard. To feel good. Oh my God. It is so true. And it's so interesting because even hearing you describe your method, it really does, I would say, it Mm complements like a lot of the way that I eat and believe with I'm I'm inserting some of your tips yeah. because I'm I'm just curious Absolutely. like and it's about and, feeling good. Yeah, it's about feeling good. And actually when you think about it, a lot of these things are quite intuitive. Right for a long time we've known that movement is important. A lot of cultures move after a meal, go for a walk around the block. You know, a mm. lot of cultures start with veggies. In France, we have crudité, which is raw veggies at the beginning of a meal. And traditionally, that's been done. People don't do it anymore, really. But now we know, you know, these wise traditions, we should bring them back into our lives because ancient wisdom actually knows what's up. So let's now we understand the science behind them and why they work on the body. But ultimately, I mean, you know, it's all very reasonable stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I have been eating a plant-focused diet for so many years, and while I just live for a plant-rich meal, I am not in the kitchen as much as I used to be now that I have kids and a business. It's just like some days it just doesn't happen, and that is where ah, I'm such a diehard fan of Sakara life. Sakara is everything. They have ready-to-eat meals. It's a functional wellness essential program that just nourishes your body with whole organic ingredients. Every single meal is so delicious, 
feeling decadent. It's truly just one of my ultimate meal delivery services. And you not only feel so good after you eat it, you have a boost of energy. It helps support your digestion. And I just cannot recommend Saqqara enough. I'm truly one of Saqqara's biggest fans. And I'm so excited because right now Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to Saqqara.com slash MWH or enter code MWH at checkout. That's Saqqara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash M-W-H to get 20% off, you guys, 20% off your first order. I can say with so much confidence that you will not be disappointed. Your skin, your hair, your nails, your energy levels, and you're just going to feel amazing across the board. I love, love, love Saqqara. I'm so intrigued to just like know Yay. more and share more about you too, mm. because this is such powerful stuff. But I feel like I would love to know because you're so intuitive and you're so wise and you're also oh, just so, I mean, I don't know. I, I had my aura read as I was sharing yeah. this with you before we started. Well, wait, you and didn't finish telling me the story. No, all I see around you is a golden oh, bright light. Really? It's so oh, interesting. Awesome. I know. Thank you. Yeah, no, I have, I mean, I everything she said was <laughs> literally to a T. I know. Just Wild. walked into this place what in color Chinatown. What was your aura? My aura, it was a little bit of a rainbow. Mm. There were like a lot of different colors. I love that for you. Yeah, like it had some like <laughs> orange, some red, some golden, yeah. um, and like some dark spots, which everything she said was completely right, which is so interesting. You should have her on the podcast. I know I should. <laughs> I should. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> That's a good idea. I want to know, like, where do you spend your time? Yeah. What do you do in the morning? Like I'm, an, I'm enamored by morning Ooh. process and habits. And what are things like? Give me a little, a little day in the life. A little of day Jessie. in the life. What do I do in the morning? I well, love. Where sleeping. do you live? You live. You split I live your time. between here, in New York, and Paris. I spend a lot of time in London. A lot of time in California as well. So right now I'm like full kind of nomad vibes, which is really nice. But I, I like spending big chunks of time in each city. And I try to organize so that I have, you know, press and interviews and meetings. I work best when I'm moving. When I'm in movement, I feel like my creative juices are flowing. When I was writing my first book, a lot of people were like, oh, to write a book, you need to find an office and just stay there for nine months and have a routine. And I was like, I just can't. So the more, <laughs> I just kept moving. Wait, and I that's feel how, suffocated by that. Yeah, exactly. That's why I haven't written a book. Yeah. So just so what did just, you do? I just, just moved. I was like, one week we're here, one week here. I was writing the book in like taxis and, you know, just like, and that's how it felt okay to me because otherwise it was a lot, of, it was just too Daunting. intense. Yeah. So I don't know. That's how I'm Wait, working. That's great advice. Yeah, you like it. Um, so day in the life. Listen, I love sleeping. So I try to get to bed early, like ten thirty. Get a lot of sleep. I wake up. I try not to turn my phone on for like forty five minutes. How many hours do you get? 
Right now, I'm getting zero minutes. But usually, <laughs> usually I get like 45 minutes. For sleep. How many? Oh! oh. <laughs> I was like, I need how many hours without my phone in the morning? No, that's good. 45 minutes I need is 10 long. hours. I need 10 hours. Wow. Yeah. But Ooh. I don't always get it. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I try to do at least eight. Otherwise, I'm really, really messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it depends on the timing and stuff, time of the month, cycle, etc. But if I can get 10, I'm really happy. So I get up, I try to walk to a coffee shop. So wherever, wh- whatever city I'm in, I try to make sure there's a nice coffee shop next, you know, five, 10 minutes walk away. So I go there, I get my little flat white, and then I... Do you get it? You have it on an empty stomach. I need to yes. know everything. Empty stomach, whole milk. That's my favorite. I just okay. do whole milk. The plant-based alter. I used to do almond milk a lot. Um, but now there's just so much added sugar in all these plant milks. Now pistachio milk, like oat milk is just liquid starch. So I'm just like whole milk, okay. protein, fat, no problem. And then usually I'm, I like being alone in the morning. Like I like, you know, having an hour and Me a half too. to myself. I have two kids. Yeah. <laughs> a bit more challenging when you have kids. Uh, so I do that and then I turn on my phone and I, the first three hours of the day, I just work. So creative stuff, emails, organizing, yada, yada. Um, and then in the afternoon, I do the more social parts of my work. So if I have podcasts to do, if I have interviews, if I need to speak with like my agent or my publishers, etc. Uh, I eat some food in between. Can I ask yeah. specifics there? Okay. Because I'm curious, like, what do you have after you have your coffee? I have breakfast. Protein. What time? Mm, probably around 10. And what do you have? I have mostly eggs or leftovers. And Parmesan. I love Parmesan. With olive oil. Yes. And, okay. So this morning, for example, I had leftover um, cauliflower with some salmon cakes, olive oil, a bit of avocado, and lots of Parmesan. So like a regular savory meal. Like okay. you would have, you I know, know, for lunch. I don't know that I can eat that at, for breakfast. That's okay. You don't okay. have to. You don't have to. You can create breakfast that still tastes sweet but have protein in them. That What I'm doing is like when you get to the other side of the spectrum where you're just having a regular lunch for breakfast. Got it. You see what I mean? I but do. you don't have to go that far right away. You can do like a smoothie with protein powder, nut butters, whole fruit, etc. That's what I had yeah. before this. Perfect. So I usually have that for like late breakfast. Um, and then I try to go find a way to work out during the day. So if I'm, a, if I'm, if I'm, an, I'm in an American city, I like a little boot camp. Okay, you take I like classes. that vibe. Yeah, I like taking yeah. classes. I okay. like taking classes. You One of your videos. I do both. It depends how I feel. Hey, do you do Kim's? No, I haven't you done Kim's do yet. I know. Kim, apparently they're really I'm calling good. her out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, You'll I love think, Kim's if you like that. Nice. Yeah. But I think by nature, I'm very flexible. Like I'm always adapting. So it's kind of hard for me to say this is what I do every morning because um, things just change every day. Right. And some weeks I'm like on fire doing all this work, having all these visions for future projects and like picking up the phone, making stuff happen, hiring hiring people. And other weeks I just want to be on my couch, like eating chocolate ice Mm -hmm. cream and watching Netflix, you know, and I just go through all these phases and I allow myself to go through all the phases. I love that. And sometimes I just feel absolutely horrible and super sad and down and I just want to do nothing. And so I don't work and I go see friends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's so, so real. And, and because honest. I'm free and I have that space, and I think that's one of the favorite things about my life now is that I have the freedom to really do what I want, but also not do anything if I don't want to. Right. Nobody's think- telling me what to do. You know, I don't have a boss. Like, if I want to do projects, that's all from my own creative energy. And so I'm fully 
free. And to me, freedom is so important. Mm. And I didn't realize how important it was until I got into this new life where I'm actually in control of everything. And now when somebody asks me to do something I don't want to do, like I freak out. <laughs> and my whole body is like... Mm. Do you do it? Sometimes, but the whole time I'm like... Mm. But why do it. you if you... Is because it, it's like because something it's I've for, said yes to. Got it. And I felt like I kind of had to do it. And so I do it, but then I feel so gross afterwards. Right. And I have to go take like a really cold shower. I'm like, ugh. So I have a hard time doing things I don't want to do. That's for sure. I think that, I mean, no, I, <laughs> yeah. I get it. I don't have a boss yeah. either. However, like being a boss has really helped me to understand. I mean, I think it was one of the silver linings about COVID and mm -hmm. 2020 that I learned was wow, we can give ourselves and like the team a little bit more space to have this culture where it's like we come in these days, but like yeah. we have remote days and it it feels more free for me. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine how it feels for the team, but I, I can because I, I feel it works mm -hmm. and it's been really interesting. And it's it is something I do think we all need to feel, whether like you have a boss or not, the you need the space yeah. of the freedom, whether it's like as soon as you're done with work, like the mm -hmm. freedom to give yourself whatever it is to, mm -hmm. I think it's like, you've said it a few times to me, it's like coming back to like the joy and like to feel excited about something, <sighs> we're losing that, mm -hmm. you know? And... It's it's like refreshing. You're refreshing. Thank you. I appreciate it. You it's are. a glass of water with some vinegar in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better believe I'm definitely throwing that down. And I'm giving you a list of the classes that I know you'll love Perfect. from Kim and myself. Nice. When, on those days, you're like, eh, maybe I'll roll that out. So, Perfect. yes. Um, I feel like I could actually talk to you for a very <laughs> long time on so many topics. And I, I already know people are just going to be like, we want more of her. You just Aww. have that everything about you, your aura. Well, I love being with you and talking, so I will talk as much as you want. We can do this again, whatever. You tell me. Thank you. You're just, I feel, I love the way I feel when I'm around you. Oh, Truly. I mean, I felt that way when we met the first day. It was mm -hmm. one of the most beautiful it days. It was so nice. I love when these just random <sighs> little capsules happen. It was, it was so nice. So random. So random. And it was like, I... Mm -hmm. I, like, walked away from that trip just feeling revitalized and, like, my soul was fed. Oh, I love it. And, and I, it's because of the good conversations, yeah. the quality of people. And really, I mean, for me, it's really living in the space of holding on to the things I want to do mm -hmm. and becoming so aware of doing the things. That make your soul light up. Yes. Yeah. And that the ones that don't. Mm-hmm. And then, and then minimizing, yes. minimizing those yeses because I know that it would please that person. And it's very challenging. People, people see their time like this resource that doesn't really matter. But for me, I had this realization like I need to spend my time like I spend my money. Like if you were like, Jesse, buy this thing. And I'd be like, I don't want that. You're like, it's only $500. I'd be like, I don't want to spend $500 on this thing I don't want. But then if somebody is like, oh, please come to this event or have this meeting, I should say no, just like I would say no to buying that thing I don't want. Oh. You know, it's we need to see it the same because your time is never going to be given back to you. Never. Yeah.
Noah always says, and it's one of the greatest things I've learned from him, that time, like your time is your money. Yeah. Always. He's like, mm-hmm. you have to think about if you say yes to that lunch, how long is it taking you to get there, yep. to be there, to return yeah. home? And to switch back to another what, did, what is there something else that you could have done with your time? So I'm so careful. Yeah with the things and the get like everything. Mm-hmm. Like and I I've, I've been feeling so in the flow and even more creative than ever. Nice. And I think it's because I'm really Being listening. Aware and yeah, very intentional. 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 Mm-hmm. And listening. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. What gets you out of bed in the morning? <laughs> I was going to say um, the sunshine on the drapes, but really probably just um, my desire for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel you. That's been waking me up for the past. I but mean, if you want a more like, um, you know, like intellectual uh, answer, be like, um, no, actually just like putting time and effort into creating stuff that I'm excited to create. I think when I'm in those phases where I have those projects that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to brainstorm this or figure this out. That's really exciting to me. Mm, yeah. So exciting. I can feel it. I can feel that excitement. What motivates you when you're feeling down? Um, the suffering of other people, actually. I just have met a lot of people in my life that um, have these medical conditions or like type 2 diabetes is a really good example. And they're so lost and they are just like seeing their health waste away yet they don't realize that the way they're eating is making it worse and they think they're eating in a way that's good for them because they're listening to like all the marketing messages and the stuff and i want to i want to insert the science and the knowledge in there so they can break free from that really toxic pattern so that gets me really motivated oh i know Mm -hmm. like just hearing people's stories i know these are rapid fire but i feel like (laughs) just to you must get such incredible testimonials i mean yeah. Is there one in particular like that just pulls at your heartstrings that you can share? Yeah. So for the second book, I did a, I ran a study on 2,700 people in October. I actually had them go through the four-week method because I wanted to get some testimonials and feedback. And three women who had been told that they would never be able to conceive naturally because they didn't have their periods anymore because they had PCOS uh, got pregnant during the study. Because when you balance your glucose levels, a lot of the time your fertility issues go away because they're so linked. So that to me is like the ultimate power. And I hope one of them calls their baby Jesse. I mean, normal, (laughs) right? I'm just kidding. But that kind of stuff, giving the power back is so key to me because there's there's not enough information. And a lot of times when you're faced with a diagnosis, you feel like it's just a sentence and you're not going to be able to do anything about it. So being able to show people that actually, no, no, there's simple stuff you can do that is going to completely flip the narrative and get you back to being in control and connected to your body and to your purpose and to things you want to do, that shit just, I love it. Me too. Yeah. It's so cool. That is incredible. What a story. I Oh, I can feel full chills. What is your end-all, be-all self-care ritual? People, we, we love our self-care. We love our things, whether it's like a gua sha, a dry brush, or The thing that comes is. to mind the most, actually, Melissa, is turning my phone off. Ooh. Because True. when it's off and I'm like, okay, it's 1 p.m. I don't have to be on my phone today. I don't have work. I have nothing. I'm just going to turn it off. 
until tomorrow morning. Wait, that's incredible. And that really changes how I feel. And I feel my body relax and go like, huh. And just it helps. To me, that's the, the most powerful self-care thing I can do. That, But ooh. it's really hard. It's very hard. <laughs> yeah. No, I... That's amazing. I've been really trying to give myself more space yeah. at the end of the day. Because where otherwise, I'm like, you're always because well, I'm like, answer. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have to like everyone's relying on an answer from me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't want to hold up things. And it's yep. sometimes I'm just like, I actually can't. Mm-hmm. But I really try to get the things done and then put it away. Yes. And putting it in another room has been really helpful. And so you helpful. can be present with yourself and with so your family. With and myself. Yeah. yeah, like my alone time at night without a phone in my hand is mm. where I, things Recharge. start to pop. Yeah. You know, what's your cult favorite beauty product? The, right now, the Moon Juice Cosmic Cream Moisturizer. I, my skin just loves it right now. On top of some hyaluronic acid at night, I just feel like I become this beautiful donut. I'm just like, <laughs> this just feels really, that texture, I don't know why. And it's kind of hard to get it out because of my nails. But, you know, I, so I, I put like it in this. the pot and it's got under my nails. I was like, whatever. I should you get go, like a little spoon. I go this way. Oh, smart. I scoop it. I'll do it that way. <laughs> Maybe I should just get a little like spoon. A little spoon. Yeah. I love it. I always lose the spoon. I love it. <laughs> really? it, it works. You're glowing. Thank you. You really are. <laughs> it's like cheeks. <laughs> this podcast is called Move With Heart. Mm-hmm. And I always love to end with this because, um, you know, I, everything that I choose to do is truly moving from my heart. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to know from you and your wise, beautiful words, what moving with your heart means to you. It means trying to be connected to yourself when you make decisions and trying to come from a place of true heart and love and joy, not too much of the brain. So trying to move that a little bit down, you know, and think a bit less and kind of feel a bit more and open a bit more from the heart. That's what comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I felt that with Mm -hmm. everything inside of me. I could visualize it. Yeah. It's not easy because so much of the way we live is so brain-focused and all the information. And I think when you turn your phone off, you are able to drop down a bit more into the heart space. Mm. And that's why all these things pop up. And I actually feel much happier when my phone is off because I feel more like, oh, my heart is here and I feel connected and I'm less like in the brain stuff. So to me, moving with heart means moving less from the brain and more from the soul, I guess. That is so incredibly beautiful and just like I feel it with everything (laughs) inside of me and it just brought up because I'm just one last thing I know we're wrapping this up but because you have you know such a powerful community and Instagram and you're turning your phone off do you have a way of working like or do you structure posts or are you an intuitive poster? No, no, no. So from the very beginning of the glucose goddess experience, because I knew that social media for me was, could be quite damaging. Like I I had, you know, personal Instagram account, like we all um, did. And I actually got off of Instagram for a couple of years before I started the glucose goddess thing. And I decided from the very beginning of glucose goddess that I was never going to share my private life. Mm. So I, it's only science. 
I don't tell people where I am. I don't tell them like who my friends are. I only will share people if they're like also public, you know, but that has been a really important boundary for me because I don't think I have the strength to be able to handle sharing more. And I love getting personal in podcasts, but on, on Instagram for me, I needed that because for some reason it would be too much for me. So my post at the beginning of every week, I plan what I'm going to post um, on that little app. And so I make sure the grid looks nice and pretty and I'm in there. Like, you yeah. know, I'm still posting every day. Right. Like I love it. And in the stories, that's, that's intuitive. I just spend maybe like 45 minutes in the morning posting the stories of whatever that day feels like. And then I don't really open Instagram anymore. I know. I've no, that's why I asked you and I yeah. needed to ask this question. So you'll never see me like if you hang out with me, I, I'm not really on my phone, no, and that surprises all, you guys. That surprises a lot of people because I have such a big following. So you would expect that I'm always taking photos, but I'm not. No, yeah. at <laughs> all. Even the video yeah. that we took that you made that cute edit, yeah. Kim took. Yeah, and we were all like, "Oh no, no!" And then we we did it, and it yeah. ended up being the cutest thing. Yeah. But that was something that I really took away from being with mm. you. Your presence is so powerful because mm. you're so present. Yeah. Oh, you are just, I'm like, ah, thank you for all these nice I am compliments. obsessed with you. No, I really am. <laughs> like, I need more of you in my life. So whenever I'm Let's in Paris, London, LA, I'm going to be reaching out oh, and awesome. I'm just. Well, I love you. I think you're absolutely wonderful and it's very inspiring to hang out with you. So anytime. We can go get our nails done. Maybe you'll let me use your amazing nail artist. She's pretty tight with the (laughs) schedule and what we can try to get you in, Dasha. (laughs) No, you are just everything. Thank you so much for giving me your time and you and being here. It means so much. I can't wait to just hear everyone rave about you. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. God, I have to say it still feels so good to share that the evolution of the MWH platform is finally here. And we are giving you so much more on the platform with your membership. We have a very special offer for our Move With Heart listeners. We've never done this before. For new members, in addition to your seven-day free trial, we are giving your first entire month for free. That's another 30 days free, you guys. We never do this. All you have to do is head to melissawoodhealth.com and use code MOVEWITHHEART, all lowercase, no spaces, when you sign up for a monthly membership. Let me tell you, if you did not know this already, MWH now offers so much more. I cannot emphasize that enough in every category to help guide you in both movement and meditation so you can feel not only your absolute best in your body, but most importantly, in your mind. So don't forget to get your first month free. Use code MOVEWITHHEART when you sign up for a monthly membership at melissawoodhealth.com and follow me on Instagram at melissawoodtepperberg and MWH at melissawoodhealth on Instagram and TikTok. I cannot wait to see you all on the map.